Welcome to TSO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am Erica Lee. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Erica Leek. And I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And we are very happy to have you join us again for our podcast. Why is this so hard? Shining through the shadows of resistance. Those of you who have joined us before, you know that in this podcast, we discuss issues that prevent us from being socially just and free as a society together. And the goal here is to disrupt the status quo of racial inequality and inequities in systems. Mm -hmm. And through this, we challenge, in each episode, we challenge you, we challenge each other um, to be the change that we want to see. And so today's podcast, today's episode, is really a continuation. It's, it it's really part two. It is. Right? It's part two of the last yes. um, um, podcast. On privilege. Right. Is privilege not an honor? And right. you, you talked about what that meant in the beginning, but we didn't actually answer the, we did answer the question, but we weren't explicit in our answer. Yeah. We had to imply yeah. or, under, you know, make so implications. We thought about the title because <clears throat> when people, very often people will say, it's a privilege and an honor to be here. And so we were thinking about the, the concept of privilege and specifically like racial privilege, white privilege. So is privilege and honor the same thing? Are they synonymous mm -hmm. in, this, in this context, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we were talking about kind of the complexities of that and how it shows up and what it looks like mm -hmm. and how people experience it and how others don't, quite right. frankly. Right, yeah. yeah, we were talking about that. Um, and we, we shared um, Peggy McIntosh's um, White Privilege Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack. And we do understand that this conversation um, about privilege can be a triggering conversation yeah. because mm -hmm. I think what, um, what we've heard um, is that um, when we talk about privilege, people get very defensive yeah. um, and angry and upset and they feel that we are diminishing the hard work that they may have mm -hmm. you know, done to get to where they are. Um, they you know, use phrases like, you know, uh, I've worked hard for this, nothing was handed to me, I earned this. And we're not saying that, you know, we're, we're, when we talk about privilege, we're really talking about uh, systems, how the system yes. is set up to honor groups of people yeah. or people with certain characteristics. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's systemic. So there may be individuals, obviously, who worked really hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we recognize that we have privilege in the area of education in mm -hmm. particular. And yes, we have worked hard for this, mm -hmm. and we know that we've worked hard, but we know that the system is not set up for everyone right. to get what we've gotten, period. Absolutely. You know, we, we know that. Um, right. That's absolutely right. I mean, just look at the statistics around education for mm -hmm. black people. I mean, you'll, you can see that it's just not set up for, for us to succeed. And yet we did. And you know mm -hmm. we're thankful for that, mm -hmm. but um, as Tanya said, this isn't when we when we think about privilege. You know, people with privilege, we understand that 
there was work involved in what, getting to wherever you were. But with privilege, you get the benefit of the doubt. Right. I was talking to a, um, a cousin of mine who worked in the area of um, black maternal health. And she talked a lot about how, you know, across the board, and it's not income-based, right? So this is like like women who are e black women who are economically disadvantaged, middle-class women, wealthy black women. Mm -hmm. You know, they have similar mm -hmm. outcomes when mm -hmm. it comes to, you know, um, childbearing and and mm -hmm. and giving birth. Mm -hmm. They have similar outcomes, and a lot of you know when you talk to black women, and and I I've had. Um, you know, similar experiences where you're not taken seriously. Mm -hmm. um, when you talk about, you know, some of the challenges that you might be having in a pregnancy or something like that. And so the issue of um, black maternal health and the health of moms and babies, you know, are, have, are significantly skewed mm -hmm. um, against black women. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so think about that. You and, know. and our country has some of the worst mm -hmm. infant mortality rates mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah in the yes. world. Mm -hmm. So we are, you know, our, our black babies are doing the worst yes. when it comes to birth outcomes. Yeah. Um, and this is work that I actually did, believe it or not, um, many, many, many years ago when my son, who's now getting ready to be 28, when my son was a, uh, a baby, mm -hmm. I did this work, mm -hmm. I, you know, in one of the counties in our state. And I, I was actually leading this work and we were really trying to you know, create access to health care for black women in the community. Mm -hmm. And it was not, um, we weren't really making the kinds of gains mm -hmm. because it wasn't just the access to health care. Yeah. It was also when you get in there, what happens, what happens, yeah. you yes. know. And mm -hmm. so I, I've been um, listening to the story of um, the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are not familiar with her story, she's a black woman who died in the 19, early 1950s, um, and she had um, cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, and she had gone to the doctor to share what was going on in her body, was not taken seriously, you know, initially, eventually was. Then there were other complications that occurred later on. She's telling them, this is what's going on in my body. Again, not being taken seriously. But then, to make matters worse, some scientists decide they want to use her cells to test them because at the time they were trying to grow, learn how to grow cells. Mm -hmm. And so they, they, unbeknownst to her, and without her, um, her consent or acknowledgement, they remove some of her cells, which turn out to, um, to you know, to be, to, to be immortal, yeah. if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so this is in the 1950s. My understanding is that today, her cells are still living. Yeah. Yeah. And her cells yeah. have been a major contributor to major breakthroughs in the medical profession. And again, that's another conversation that we need to have. Yes. And we need to bring mm -hmm. a guest on yeah. for yeah. that. But when, when she was um, you know, going back and forth to the doctor and really trying to advocate for herself, um, she really couldn't push back against anything that the doctor said mm. other than say, nope, I refuse, you know, I refuse mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. uh, service mm -hmm. or intervention mm -hmm. treatment. Um, she could say that, but she really couldn't, you know, speak against what the doctors were mm -hmm. saying. And mm -hmm. that had a lot to do with privilege. She yeah. was a black woman. She did not have a voice mm -hmm. in society mm -hmm. and she 
you know, basically had whatever these white men who were mm -hmm. the doctors mm -hmm. said mm -hmm. is what she had to yeah. had to rely on. Mm -hmm. Same with her family, yeah. which is why they were able to take advantage of her, take advantage of her body. And that is also a reason why many black people, and I know we're slightly shifting, okay. but we can come back. Mm -hmm. You know, many black people are, are mistrusting and distrusting oh, yes. of the medical profession yes. because of some of the things that happened, yeah. um, you know, where they trusted the the white professionals who were in charge who said we're you know we're going to do this for your good and for your benefit and in the end it was not for their good and it yeah. was not for their benefit and you really need to check out the story of Henrietta Lacks because um, uh, many people profited yes. off of her cells mm -hmm. and continue to profit mm -hmm. off of her cells mm -hmm. and her family has not seen that mm -hmm. level of profit if you mm -hmm. will and a lot of it has to do with they just didn't have the privilege because they didn't have privilege they didn't have the ability they didn't have the education right. to be able to understand even what was going on yeah. when they learned about it decades later and they didn't have the manpower meaning the legal system behind them mm. for them to be able to fight it in the way mm -hmm. that perhaps mm -hmm. they could have fought if they had the means mm -hmm. Um, again, that does, I'm um, bringing it back around to yeah, privilege here, yeah. that really does speak to privilege. Mm -hmm. So I, I said a lot. No, <laughs> I know, but I think that's spot on though, because that's what it looks like. Right. That's what it looks like. And that is, those are the effects mm -hmm. of, you know, when you lack privilege, like how you can just be totally, in this case, like really violated, yeah. really. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's what happens. So this is not just about you know, oh, somebody not, you know, somebody complaining about not getting a job that they want or somebody, you know, not getting, you know, you know, in a, in a social group or something like that. Like, like this has like life and death implications, right? And so health is just like one area, healthcare and healthcare services is one of those areas where we see um, privilege bearing out and we see it because we have the data in terms of outcomes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, and you're right. The United States is, you know, um, as 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 progressive as the United States. There are some areas that you know we really struggle with, and um, Black maternal health outcomes and babies are one of those areas, right? Mm -hmm. um, and very often, I think you said it earlier. Like so, so um, you worked in an area of access. So it's, but it's also like what happens when you get there. How seriously are you taken? Right. Um, and I, I actually think you were saying that, you know, with Henrietta Lacks and she was, you know, kind of not she didn't have any agency around like what she what you know, in terms of the treatment. You know, I think that it happens today. I agree. Right. I agree. So, in fact. My own family situation, you know, my mother is 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 ill mm -hmm. and um, is suffering with cancer mm -hmm. and has made some decisions about her body mm -hmm. and her treatment mm -hmm. that the doctors don't like. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they have, you know, been really negative towards mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And and really it's because she has said, this is what I want. Yeah. This is what mm -hmm. I, you know, desire from, I've talked to my family and this is what, you know, I would like to see happen mm -hmm. with my health care. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they don't, think that she knows what she's talking about mm. and she's done her due diligence yeah sure you know, in this sure and and so to to even to have that reaction mm -hmm. right that you wouldn't 
still be positive or still be encouraging or and still I think some of hers is age mm -hmm. you know so it, it may be age and mm. race you know because she's a senior you know and oftentimes they think that seniors don't have a voice yeah. and they don't know what they're talking about and mm -hmm. they don't know things but kudos to her for mm -hmm. you know at the age you know that she is because you know like I, I know from, for my father, um, my late father, when he talked about the doctors, it was like, well, this is what the doctor said. And it's like, well, you know, you, you still have choices, you know? And so it's sort of that generation that, right. you know, whatever the doctor said, that's what it is. But kudos to her for saying, okay, so I know this is what you're suggesting, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something different. I'm mm -hmm. gonna do what is best for me, right? you know? Right. But right. that's an agency that a lot of people a lot of people of color, a lot of black people don't have. That's correct. Right? And so for them to kind of, you know, not be, to be negative, to be in that negative space, and we know the effect that negativity has on someone who's ill, mm -hmm. right? Like positivity matters. It, right. it matters. Yeah, it um, does. You know, but, but, but that's privilege. Mm -hmm. That's privilege. That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And so when we were talking about privilege, again, like there are very real consequences for someone not getting the benefit of the doubt, right? For somebody not having privilege. We see it in healthcare. We see it. We talked about a little, we talked a little bit about it in education. Um, last, um, or the last episode, we talked about it in terms of real estate, mm -hmm. right? In mm -hmm. terms of like buying a home, mm -hmm. like it matters, you know? Mm -hmm. It matters that you move into a block and that you're accepted in that space. Right. Because your kids play there. Right, right, right. You know? And mind you, we recognize that even that's privilege, the fact that we can purchase a home, that's privilege. Yes. We know that. Yes. You know? And it's privilege that you can leave. This is not working out. We're not going to be, you can leave. That's privilege. There's a lot of people can't leave, you know, for whatever reason, usually financial. Mm -hmm. They can't leave, you know, that space. But um, so we see it in these different sectors you know going back to um peggy mcintosh's article white privilege another area um that she that she says she says i can turn on the television or open to the front page of the paper and see people of my weight my race widely represented mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about um in the previous episode entertainment mm -hmm. right and the need for not just diverse representation but accurate representation right like, there's so right. much that we see and I'll just speak, you know, for as an African American, there's so much that I see, you know, in the way that in the way that black women are portrayed. And it's like, that's that's you know, that's not all of us. Right. Right? right. That may be one experience, but that's mm -hmm. not all of us. That's correct. You know, and we really struggle with, you know, sort How of to this portray. narrow, very narrow view and representation of black women, mm -hmm. you know, in entertainment, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another one that she says I can go shopping alone most of the time, pretty well assured that I will not be followed or harassed. Or how about when I've gone into stores as a shopper and people have stopped me to ask me about the products on the mm, shelves. Yes, yes. So mm -hmm. there's an assumption yeah, that because you, I'm black that I must work here. You work, you're working. Mm -hmm. You couldn't possibly be shopping here. No, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've had that same experience. Mm -hmm. I just it's stare. subtle. It's I, subtle, but it's, it's a microaggression. I just stare at him like yeah, like oh sorry. <laughs> I I actually I say can't. you can ask somebody over there. I I don't work here. I don't even respond. I I have I, I have don't responded. respond. But it's 
It's annoying. It is annoying. It's of annoying course it is. because Be there's an assumption being that made. That you don't belong exactly. here. Exactly. That's exactly. the, that's yep. the, that's the mm -hmm. assumption. You don't belong here, mm -hmm. so you must be you must be working. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's sad. It is. It really that, is. That still exists mm -hmm. today. It is. it is. Yeah. Another thing um, she says is um, whether I use checks, credit cards, or cash, I can count on my skin color not to work against the appearance of financial reliability. Whoa. That's huge. That's huge. And I think that, you know, when we think about, we were talking about real estate, but that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal when people go to apply for mortgages mm -hmm. or, you know, or loans for your car. That's huge. It like is. race plays a huge part. But if you're white, you wouldn't know that, mm -hmm. right? Like if you're not going to, you know, apply for a mortgage with an African-American or like you wouldn't necessarily know that, but that is huge. Mm -hmm. um, sort of like your race kind of, you know, being a factor in terms of whether or not you're reliable. Like, are you going to pay this back? You know, are you going to, you know. Um, so you, you'll get the higher interest rate. Yes, that's right. Because that's right. Of your Because color. you're seen as a, as a, as a bigger risk. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is really, really sad. Mm -hmm. um, she says this, I am never asked to speak for all of the people of my racial group. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, so what do black people yeah. think? <laughs> How many times has that happened when you're the minority in yes. a group? Yes. You know, there's right. one or maybe two of you in the group and they're talking about something and they're like, well, what about you? Mm -hmm. What about, what about the black people? Right. You That's know, right. and right. it's like, it, it, we're put on the spot yes. and we're almost asked to be the representative yes. of all black people. Absolutely. No group yes. is a monolith. That's right. Like, that's right. We are broad yes. and there are a lot of perspectives, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, mm -hmm. I, ideals mm -hmm. and ideas mm -hmm. that are generated amongst us. Yes. That we do not think the same. That's we right. don't act the same. Mm -hmm. We are not the same. That's right. And yet there are still people today mm -hmm. who still will put you on the spot Absolutely. and ask you to represent yes. the black people. And, you know, like, okay, so, so can you, can you, can you speak for how black people feel yes. about this? Like, you know, I like, I can only speak to how I, I can, feel. I can speak about my experience, mm -hmm. but my experience may not be the That's same right. as yours. Like, That's right. you and I know quite mm -hmm. a bit about each other. Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time with each other, but our stories are not the same That's stories. Right. That's right. Our experiences are not the same Absolutely. experiences mm -hmm. because none of us are That's that right. way. Not a monolith. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, another thing she says, and I think we saw this um, uh, last year, I guess, um, or maybe two years ago. I can criticize our government and talk about how much I fear its policies and behavior without being seen as a cultural outsider. And I really like that one because um, we saw that play out with January 6th, right? We Absolutely. saw, you know, sort of like people excusing the behavior like, well, you know, they're you know, these are patriots or they're, they're um, um, expressing how they feel. And, and, you know, if that was a group of black people storming the, um, the Capitol like that, like we would all been shot. Absolutely. Like immediately. Absolutely. And it would have been like, okay, well, this happened in the news tonight. That's it. <laughs> you know, it just would have been like not that it wouldn't have been a big deal. Mm -hmm. It would have been like that's what happens when you, mm -hmm. you know, but because they're seen as these cultural insiders, mm -hmm. right? These are citizens that have the right to protest 
And this is, you know, it took a long time for them to actually be apprehended and taken to trial. It took a minute, <laughs> you know, and I think that only happened after there was an outcry like, yo, like this was, this is a problem. This is a problem. Right. This it's, is an insurrection. Exactly. You know, this is not a protest. This mm -hmm. is an insurrection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I, that kind of really like jumped out because we saw that January 6th. We did. Yeah. We did. Mm -hmm. How about this one? I can be pretty sure that if I ask to talk to the person in charge, I will be facing a person of my race. Now, okay. Peggy McIntosh mm -hmm. is a white woman, mm -hmm. so she's mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. she would be mm -hmm. facing a yeah. white woman. Yeah. And yeah. we know this to be true because when we looked at the statistics in our last yes. podcast yes. of yes. who's mm -hmm. in charge mm -hmm. of major mm -hmm. systems and mm -hmm. major organizations mm -hmm. in our country, mm -hmm. most of the time they were... 90 plus percentage white yes, people yes, who were right. in charge. That's right. Um, and that's so right. if you go to an establishment, an organization, and they say, well, I want to talk to the person in charge, mm -hmm. your expectation is you're going to see, for me, mm -hmm. I expect if I ask to see the person in charge, I'm expecting that I'm going to see a white person yeah. come out to yeah. handle that's whatever right. the situation that's right. is. That's right. Um, and even I get surprised when it's not. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's the case, right? Because, like, you know, in our society, the way it works, the person in charge is usually white. And so you're right. When somebody comes out, it's like, it's like oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is what happened, you know. But absolutely. Yes. That, that is. That is yeah. the case. That uh -huh. is the case. Um, she also says, um, I can take a job with an affirmative action employer without having coworkers on the job suspect that I got it because of race. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Because as, you know, one of, one of the challenges that um, as black people we have, you know, in, on the workplace, like if you get a, like, especially a nice position, a position in leadership, you often have to prove, mm -hmm. you know, that you're qualified to and capable to lead to be in this position. Mm -hmm. You don't get the benefit of the doubt, right? You because because you don't have the privilege, right? You don't get the benefit right. of the doubt. Yeah. You don't have to prove that. Oh, you're just here because they need a black person in this office. Mm -hmm. and you're like, no, I have qualified. I'm qualified to do this. Yes. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, that one burns me. <laughs> yeah. Because uh -huh. I've been in those mm -hmm. positions. We're yes. going to talk about that we in, are. in another podcast, um, mm -hmm. specifically about, mm -hmm. you know, that whole being a, right. a diverse leader. That's right. Um, and what that's like. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that one's a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and she really does talk about a lot of different things. Here's, a, here's one that kind of goes back to that healthcare piece again. Um, I can be sure that if I need legal or medical help, my race will mm. not work against yeah. me. That's big. I mean, we mm -hmm. talked about the the medical part, um, but, but the that legal, legal part that's huge too. I mean, just mm -hmm. just look at the the percentages of incarcerated black males mm -hmm. in this country. I mean, disproportionality this, yeah, is in in geez. that meaning. So, what we mean by that is, if you look at the percentage of black males that live in the in our country mm -hmm. and we look at the percentage of black males that are incarcerated the percentage is far greater yeah. in prison than it is mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. um, in, in society yes. so mm -hmm. there's some kind of disproportionality so then that means like let's look at policing that's let's look right. at you know all of that and not to mention 
the there are assumptions that are made mm -hmm. because of what we see in the media. That's right. So it's not uncommon, and, and we've shared this in, in our some of our um, trainings. We've shared um, you know images where you know uh, the language that's used around black yes. people. Yes. You know, like for example, during Hurricane Katrina. So that's a number of years ago. We know, but this is still a really good example. Mm -hmm. Um, there were black people who had, you know, food, and they used the term looting. Mm -hmm. And then there were white people who had food, and they used the term... Foraging. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Totally different connotation. Totally different totally connotation. Totally different connotation. But who's in charge of the news? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. who's in charge of the news? Mm -hmm. Who's the one that decides right. what gets put out there That's in right. the news? That's right. So, That's right. So, again, privilege mm -hmm. is... A, is is real yeah. it exists yep it's still and this this article that mm -hmm. peggy mcintosh wrote was written in 1989. Mm -hmm. right and that legal piece it just reminds me of um a few years ago i don't know if you remember sort of the whole like free meek mills mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. so you know he was had this issue with this judge who was you know clearly um had kind of overstepped her bounds in terms of like his um his case but you know he was sent to jail because he was picked up. He was on. He was arrested. Um, he was on the street and he was a arrested for I think like being involved in in um, some kind of drug activity or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he gets arrested and he gets sentenced and everything like that. And then there's this big issue, you know. But it took um, I think it was two lawyers that went back to say, well, let's look at this case because he was never presumed innocent. There was never a presumption of innocence there. Even so, though that's what it's supposed to be. Even though that's what it's supposed to be. And mm -hmm. so when they actually sort of realized that there's no way he could have been on that street at that, but like the whole case, even, even though it was like free Meek Mills, nobody talked about the fact that this man actually might be innocent here. <laughs> he may not have done anything, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, he's in this, um, you know, at the center of this. And, and so if there's one, there's another, mm -hmm. right? If there's, if there's one, you know, um, young man that's in there, you know, even though he was, you know, in, in there, um, um, you know, unfairly, there's another. Mm -hmm. And so I think, but, but as, as soon as you become, there's, there's a meme on social media that um, um, one of the, it's, a, it's, a, it's satire. And it says like there's this, this young white woman and she's on trial and they say, um, you know, her sentence is that throughout her trial, she'll be treated as an African-American. And you see her crying. But the idea, but the, but the truth is, is that it's like the, what they picked up on is that is this unfairness in the legal system against you know, um, African-Americans, that's huge. That's huge. And I, I just don't, I know that we have like quite a few agencies that, you know, like the free, like the Innocence Project and everything like that. But I don't think we talk enough in our society about the sheer, the disproportionality of, of black males in, um, in the prison system. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. you know, um, one of those areas that the United States is probably it's another area like black maternal health mm -hmm. that we are probably at the bottom mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um, internationally and, and that issue actually starts in school yeah so you know at some point school we need to, to do the school pipeline. to prison pipeline yeah, conversation I think, right. I think you're right yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. because you know children as early as preschool are disproportionately targeted black children black boys in particular and black girls too are targeted yeah um, even in preschool yeah. as being the kids who mm -hmm. are 
bad. Yes. You know, targeted and labeled mm -hmm. as being bad. That carries on mm -hmm. for however many years mm -hmm. it carries on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, at some point, you know, this leads to this whole, you know, school to prison pipeline, which is, you know, another conversation that we just don't have time to talk about in yes, this episode. We don't. We don't. But that's a, we don't. it's a privilege related conversation. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, the truth is, is that it, it's all related to privilege, it right? It all goes back to mm -hmm. who has privilege in this society and, and who doesn't. And you can see if, if, if you've joined us for our part two of this, you can see just how far reaching the tentacles of privilege are, mm -hmm. you know, in our society and, and the adverse outcomes right. you know, that right. that happen, you know, for people who, who don't have privilege. Right. And so we'd love to hear, you know, your um, experiences or your um, your thoughts around this. Um, and, um, you know, I'm Erica. I'm going to end here because we could talk more. As, yeah, uh, we could. as I'm talking, it's like it's another idea. But I'm Erica. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a part three one day. <laughs> and I'm Tanya. And thank you again for joining us.